It's good to be in the house of God with people that love God. You have come here with an expectation. Now, if you didn't come here expecting something, then you're not going to be disappointed. But if you came expecting something, thank God you will never be disappointed because you get what you believe. You receive what God has for you today. And my God is in this house. I don't know, and I can't tell you everything that's about to happen, but I do know some things that's going to happen. Yay, hallelujah, hallelujah. And uh, Sister Green, we're going to be with your folks come Wednesday night. I'm going to be preaching in Tyler. And I guess Brother and Sister Gandy will be there. He sure preached an awesome message at the camp meeting. He kept me laughing, so I just felt good when it was over. We just, I mean, I mean, the Holy Ghost came when he preached. Praise God. And there was healing in the house. Amen. And there's healing in this house. Because the healer is here. The healer is here. And if you think I'm the healer, you have never been more wrong in all of your life. Because I can't heal a gnat. But I know a God that can raise the dead. I know a God that can unstop deaf ears. I know a God that causes blind eyes to open. I know a God that heals. And he's here. Anything can happen when God's here. Lift your hands and let's praise God one more time and thank him for what he's about to do. Yeah, hallelujah. God, I love you. Woo, I give you praise. I give you glory. I give you honor. I give you thanks. In Jesus' name, turn in your Bibles today to the book of Exodus, chapter 3, beginning at verse 13. And there's a conversation between God and his man that he is sending to represent him. Thank God for men that come to represent God and God goes with them and works with them. And when Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and shall say unto them, the God of your fathers has sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, what is his name? What shall I say 
when they asked me, what is your name? And God said, now when God says, pay attention. When God says, he said unto Moses, I am that I am. Oh, hallelujah. I am that I am. And he said, thus shall you say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. That's what you say. It's the I am. Oh, hallelujah. And God said, moreover unto Moses, thus shall you say unto the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me unto you. Now watch this. This is my name forever. What did he just tell him? What's your name? I am. This is what you tell them. I am. And this is my name forever. And this is my memorial unto all generations. Generations has not ceased. You are among the generations. You may be even the last generation, but you are still the generation that God says, you tell them that I am. Folks, do you believe that he is the I am? Come on, halakadashi. Oh, this is my memorial. This is what you're going to remember. This is what you are saying. This is what you know. This is what you are declaring. This is what you are speaking. And this day, the I am is ever present. <laughs> Jesus is here. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to preach just for a few minutes. Let the Holy Ghost move. Let God have his way. You get healed where you sit. You get healed while I'm here preaching the word. You are healed while I declare the word. You are healed while the word is preached. Oh, did you hear what I said? Now, I know that some of you, you can't hardly wait to get up here so I can lay hands on you or I can pray for you. You don't need me to lay hands on you. You just need to believe where you are. And when you believe, it's going to happen. Woo! I preach today the eternal I am. The eternal I am. Lift your hands and praise him right now. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for being here. Thank you for 
for your anointing. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Come on, church, I can't hear you. Come on, call on the Lord. Call on him. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus in your name. Jesus in your name. Hallelujah. Now let's give the Lord a hand of praise. The Lord bless you. you. May be seated. If there's anything that I want to give to you today from God, it is this. I am with you. I am with you. Do you realize there are more in this building that you cannot see, more than is visible that you can see? I pray for God to open your mind, your eyes, your thoughts to understand and to know at this present time that the I, eternal I am, is walking through this place. He is moving up and down this aisle. Let me read something before I even get going here. I want to read what Paul said in the 17th chapter of Acts. He has made of one blood all nations of men to dwell on the face of the earth. He has determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation that they should seek the Lord. If happily, if perchance, you start feeling after him. My God, I wish I could get somebody to feel after him right now. If you feel after him, that you might find him, for he be not far from any of us. God's not far. He's not in heaven only. He is in the earth also. He is the very breath you breathe. Here's what he said in this next verse. He said, for in him we live and we move and we have our being. He's not far from any of us because he is the eternal I am. He is ever present. Today, as I stand before you, I am totally and completely amazed at God's intelligence. I mean, this God that we know and we serve is the most intelligent being that 
you can even imagine. And I, Brother Green, I am so amazed that he knew exactly what to tell Moses. When you see them, you express to them, I am has sent you. You know what that means? That means the ever-present God. He's not the great I was. He's not the great I shall be. He's the great I was. What do you mean, preacher? I mean to tell you that he is a very present help in the time of need. I mean to tell you he's a God that's not afar off. I mean to tell you he is as close as a breath you are breathing. In fact, that's how you live and move and have your being. And he be not far from any of us. That gives me hope in this service. That makes me excited in this service. That's why I can preach and I can proclaim and I can tell you there's miracles in the house. I can tell you there's healing in the house. I can tell you that the I am, the eternal one who is memorialized in this message today, that he is present. You don't have to pray and say, who in the world's going to go up there and get him and bring him here? Hey, he's nigh unto you. He's nigh to your heart. He is so close. He is so near. If you open your mouth and you yield yourself to the Holy Ghost, your words will change. You will be speaking in another language. I saw 42 people before I left the service Friday night in Lufkin received the Holy Ghost speaking with tongues. 42 just right there in less than 15 minutes. 42 people had received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the sign of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. If you don't know what that is, then all you have to do is read it in your Bible in Acts chapter 2. And he said it was to your children. It was to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call which gives me hope for every church in America today. Why do you think people walk down aisles to come down to do whatever they're going to do? Because God has touched their heart. They walked the aisle. They came forward because God moved upon them. We need to finish it. He said, for the Holy Ghost is to as many as the Lord our God shall call. Yeah. 
and God's calling every person that ever comes to the front and they should just stay there until they receive the power of the Holy Ghost with a sign of speaking in other tongues. Ooh, Woo, lift your hands and praise God one more time. My God, my God, I feel you now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not a coincidence that he declared his name as being the I am. And it's not a coincidence. And it's not a mistake when he says, this is my name forever. This is my memorial forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because you see that name which is I am, can never be the I was. The I am can never be future. That is present tense. God wants you to know that I am the present tense God. I am. That's why I'm so excited about this service right now. I'm so excited about what I feel and what God's about to do because the I am, the present God is here, Brother Stephen. Listen, you see me? I'm a walking miracle. I am a walking miracle. Three years ago, in 2019, I had a stroke. For three days, I stayed in the hospital. But I want you to know, I came out of there. I was determined that I was going to be like I used to be. Hallelujah. And all this side was messed up. I had to learn to comb my hair all over. I had to learn to brush my teeth. And the only way I could do it, because this didn't work right, was to do it this way. To brush my teeth, I had to do it this way. But I want you to know, I went to the house of God. I took all the therapy I could take. Finally, they, finally they said, why do you keep coming here? You, you can do more than we can do. I said, because I'm going to do all I can. Because God wants me to do all I can, and what I can't do, he's going to do. And I want you to know, I walked to the front at that beginning of the new year in 2020. I walked to the front. I picked up the, the communion uh, set. Hallelujah. I told the pastor, I'm taking communion today and God's a healing me. Hallelujah. I deserved his body. I drink that cup. Oh my God. And I began to feel the Holy Ghost. I left there. I went, that was in Missouri. I went down to Texas. 
to the church at Calvary Tabernacle. I told the pastor there I said that they were taking communion that day. I said, I'm taking communion, and today God's going to finish the job. I went in there, and I took communion, Brother Stephen, and when I did, the Holy Ghost touched me again. Hallelujah. And I began to do things that I hadn't done in a long time. God is a healer. There's nothing he can't do. He said, this is my memorial. It tells me what he is today in the service. He's a Lord God. He changes not. He is the same. He is powerful. He's in this house. Oh, my God. While I preach, let God touch you. While I preach, let the Holy Ghost heal you. You say, you mean people can hear what you're preaching? Well, of course. People get healed while I'm preaching. They get healed when the pastor preaches. Because he said in 107 and verse 20 of Psalms, I sent my word and healed them. I was preaching a few Years ago, not long ago, but it's been in this century, thank God. What I'm about to tell you is what's happened in this century. Now, what happened in the Bible 2,000 years ago is real. It's still real, and it's awesome. But I want you to know God is still doing miraculous things in 2021, 2022. God is still pouring his spirit out People are still being filled, saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost in this century. Now, I didn't know this until the lady told me after church. And the pastor, she came up to the front. She said, while you were preaching, she said, I had tumors on my chest. And she said, I just leaned back in my chair because I felt God was healing me. I pulled my blouse out where I could see, and she said the thing had disappeared right there in the middle of the church. Hold on, that's the God I'm talking about. That is the I am. I am present. I am present. And at the same time, a man on this side of the building reached up and scratched his head and handed his wife a cancer. Woo! My God, come on. Give him some praise. Hallelujah. No, I didn't touch him. No, I weren't around him. But the word touched him. The word healed him. The word will heal you. Even when I preach, even right now, the word is going forth. If you believe, you'll receive. You will receive. I looked one day. So I was preaching. I saw this lady in a wheelchair. 
And I got to praying for her. And I said, oh, God, it would just be awesome if you would heal that lady in that wheelchair. God, do something for her. Do something. I didn't know how or what he was going to do, but I felt like he was going to do something. And I gave an invitation for those that wanted healing. And that lady had a chauffeur. He got behind that wheelchair and he was running down to the front with that woman. And she was the first one there. And then all these other people came. And the devil said to me, or I said to myself, I don't know, it doesn't make any difference whichever one it is. It's not true. You better not pray for that lady. Because if she don't get healed, nobody else is going to believe. And I said to myself, myself, she's down here first. Now, why am I going to go pray for all these other people when she had enough faith to have a, have a chauffeur behind her to get her down there first? She must really want something from God. I said, I'm going to pray for that lady first because I knew my chances of her getting out of that wheelchair and being healed was as good as her staying in the wheelchair. Now, you don't know anything's going to happen till you do it. You don't know anything's going to happen till you try it. Nothing happens until somebody does something. Brother Green, I went over and laid my hands on that lady, and sure enough, she put that thing in emergency brake, and she started coming up out of that chair. I said, whoa, hallelujah. And then I started walking her across there as best as she could walk. I got us about 10 feet over there, and my wife was standing there. I said, you just take her on, and I'm going to pray for these other folks. Here I am praying for these other people. And all of a sudden, I hear this crazy noise. And I looked. My God, it's that woman. She's running. She's running. The church is about this size. She's running around it. Just what I wanted to see. And the chauffeur fell over the wheelchair. <laughs> I said, hey, buddy, do you have the Holy Ghost? We're speaking with tongues. Now, I knew better than ask him if he had the Holy Ghost because everybody has the Holy Ghost. You don't. But everybody don't speak in tongues. See, the difference in this church and the other one is that when we receive the Holy Ghost, we speak in tongues. How do you know you got it? You can't see it. You sure can hear it. He said, no. I said, if you'll repent of your sins right now and you'll ask God to forgive you, he's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. 
I laid my hands on him. He started repenting, asking God to forgive him. And all of a sudden, he's talking like a Chinese laundry. Just feel the shofar with the Holy Ghost. Now I'm down there and I'm whispering in his ear. Now look, you've received the Holy Ghost. You've been talking in tongues just like the second chapter of the book of Acts said. Verse 38 said, be baptized. Every one of you. Not some of you. But every one of you. In the name of of Jesus Christ. What for? For the remission of sin. Now you have received the Holy Ghost. You see that pastor up there? You need to let him put you in that water and baptize you. And about that time, the woman from the wheelchair woke up and said, that man can't hear a word you're saying. He's deaf. He looked up at that woman. He said, woman, I'm hearing every word that man is God had not only healed her, but he had opened his ears at the same time. Probably when he was speaking with tongues. See, that's what happens. You, if you're sick, you feel with the Holy Ghost, you start speaking in tongues, he makes all things new. And nine times out of ten, you're going to be healed with whatever you got. Now, I know some people want healing, but they don't want the healer. Now, if you want healing, you go ahead and ask for the healer. You quit looking at your symptoms. You quit looking at how you feel and what the latest report was. Because when you seek after the healer, it brings healing. It brings deliverance. It brings salvation. Hallelujah. That woman looked at me. She looked at him. And she said, well, if God can heal his deaf ears, he can stop. Were you in that wheelchair? I didn't let her go any further. If? I said, was that an if? Is that an if? If God can heal, hasn't he already done it? I had to start over three times, Brother Hall, before she got it right. But the third time she got it right, she finally said, since God, since God healed his deaf ears, I was born with a deaf ear. I don't know if she had an eardrum or not. God puts in eardrums. I said, well, since God healed his deaf ears, 
He can heal your nerves, can he? Say, yeah, he can sure can. I lay my hands on her, but y'all shut up. In the name of Jesus, she went back to her seat. Hallelujah. Her little children, grandchildren were on her lap. They were whispering to her ear, and she was hearing every word they were saying. My God is a healer. My God is a deliverer. I'm talking about 21st century. See, I'm not that old. I'm in the 21st century. I'm telling you, this is what God's doing. One lady jumped up while I'm preaching and shouting, shouting, shouting. I just stopped. Nobody's listening to me. No way. I said, hey, lady, what God just do for you? She hollered back from the back of the building. She said, I had a deaf ear, and while you were preaching, my ear opened up, and I was healed. God sent his word in here. I was in the Tuscasina preaching. All of a sudden, a lady jumped up in the back, and she's doing it this. I said, lady, what are you doing? She said, God just healed my back. Come on, I need some testimonies today. I need some people to believe. I need some people to say, God can. He's the eternal I am. He is eternal. He hasn't changed. He never will change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13 and 8. Now, I know you love that verse, and I love that verse, and I believe that verse. Oh, God. But let me tell you, that verse is for me. That verse is for you. Uh, that, that, that's not God's verse. That's your verse. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That don't affect God. He sees the end from the beginning. There's nothing past with him. There's nothing future with him. Because he is in the eternal present. He lives outside of time. He's not affected by time. You and I are affected by time. But you see, what that verse does, that's what he used to do, he still does. And what he does today, he's going to be doing tomorrow. But God said, hey, I'm the same all the time. Do you not realize right now that everything that ever was is still present with God? What happened in the garden? It's still with God. What's going to happen in Revelation? It's still going to be with God. Hey, it doesn't matter because he does not, he does not, Live and be affected with our time. He is eternal, ever present. And what used to be is still. I want, I want to emphasize that. He said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. 
because it's hypocrisy. He says this in the 12th chapter of the book of, of uh, Luke in the uh, second verse. For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. Therefore, whatsoever you have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light. And that which you have spoken in the closet shall be proclaimed from the housetop. Now, why and how is that? Because he is the eternal I am. I am in the closet with you. I am in the car with you. I am on the job with you. I am at your house with you. I'm at church with you. You live, you move, you have your being in God. It's the very breath, as I said, that you breathe today. He knows everything, and he says everything that's done, I know about. You can't hide. You can't kill your wife and say she died. God said, I saw you when you did it. You can't lie still and carry on. He's here ever present. I'm going to talk about a judge that can judge every single person. Huh, 7.13 billion people. He can judge. He knows every one of them's thoughts. He knows what you're thinking. He knows what you did yesterday. He knows what you ate. He knows what you drank. He knows everything about you. Therefore, he can be a perfect judge. And the reason is because he is the eternal I am. Present tense. My God. My God. First person singular. Everything that you are, he knows. Because he's the eternal I am. You're in trouble, call on him. He comes to you. He comes to your rescue. My car was out of control. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. It was like I was on ice. The brakes didn't work. The steering didn't work. Nothing worked. What am I doing? I'm skating on water. That's what that thing's doing. It's just sliding, going, 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 going. And now I'm in the media. Now I'm looking up into the face of an 18-wheeler. My God, it's about to end. And I just said, Jesus, Jesus, that car.
north turned and I made a three-lane highway toward Houston. Let me tell you, he was the ever-present God. He was right there in the midst of that. And I'm here to tell you, he is right there where you are. And all you have to do is call on him. And if you want healing, start calling on him. If you want to be saved, start calling on him. I am the Lord God that healeth thee. That's what he said. Nothing's too hard for God. Pentecost Sunday, 50 days after Easter, preaching in Palestine. A lady was prayed for two weeks before I got there. Now, don't be discouraged. When you get prayed for, and seemingly nothing happens. If you hear what I'm saying right now, timing is everything, and you don't know the big picture. You don't know what God's are doing. I prayed for that lady. Believe in God. Now, I'm here. It's two weeks later, and I'm preaching the word, preaching the word, and all of a sudden, I see this lady reach over, touch that lady's head, and she starts crying. I don't know what's happening. I don't want to know what's going on. I'm still preaching about the power of Pentecost. I'm preaching the power of Pentecost. And about that time, the gentleman on the other side, he reaches across. He touches that lady in the top of the head, and he starts crying. And what I didn't know was while I was preaching the word like I'm preaching right now. The tumors in the top of her head had disappeared. God had miraculously healed her while the word was being preached. Why did God wait to Pentecost Sunday when the pastor prayed for her? Because her mother was not in church that night. Her dad was not in church. But today, Pentecost Sunday, mother is sitting there. Daddy is sitting there. And they see a miracle. The Holy Ghost Touch their daughter. And I want to tell you right now, because God reserved the prayer of that pastor to two weeks later, because mom and dad is here today, dad receives the Holy Ghost. He wasn't there when the prayer was made first time. She wasn't there when the prayer was made first time. Now, I don't know how God is going to work and how he's going to do, but hear me today, friend. When prayer is made, there's healing. There's healing. Sometimes it's automatic. I mean, it's right now. And other times it's over a period of time. But let God be God. Let God be God.
Let him do the work the way that he sees fit. Because you don't know the big picture. And you don't know what God has got in mind. Because he saw today mom and dad's going to be in church. And they see a miracle. He's going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on. Come on. Do you believe what I'm saying? Do you believe what I'm preaching right now? It may not be at that moment because, but it's going to happen. I mean, it may not, it may not be like this lady I prayed for. In Trinity, her ankles was about this big. She was a small lady, but her ankles was this big. I looked down. Lady, what you need God to do? said, I got congested heart failure. I said, I see it's in your ankles. There they are. I said, God's about to heal you. You ready to believe? She said, I believe. I prayed for her. Nothing happened. She went, and I say nothing happened. I just, you can't see what all God's doing, okay? Because I told you, there's more in this building than you can see. She went back to her seat, sat down, and we continued praying for people. And all of a sudden, she jumps up. They were that big around. God, God knows how, when, and where. I preached for one brother, a pastor. His, his shoelaces wouldn't, would not uh, even tie. His, his shoe was like this on top. What in the world's wrong with you? He said, I, I got Achilles heel. I said, man, I don't know what that is, but that sounds bad to me. I laid hands on him in Jesus' name. He had to retie his shoes, Brother Green, three times before he got out of the building because his ankles and his, his feet, all the swelling was gone. Come on, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. One lady, her glasses wouldn't even fit on her face. She was so abused, wouldn't even fit on her face. Before she got out of the building, the glasses were fitting perfectly. My God is a healer, a deliverer. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all. That you're able or think, my God, mm, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. You need it. You can have it. Don't leave without it. Believe and have faith. For all things are possible to them that believe. Mm. Lift your hands, church. Lift your hands and thank God. Right now, if you've got a sickness in your body, you lift your hands and start praising God for healing right now. Come on. Come on. I need to hear you. Come on. I can't hear you. Call upon him. He will answer you. Come on. Hallelujah. 
healer. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. Salvation is in Jesus. Healing is in Jesus. Miracles is in Jesus. 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 The lady was blind 27 years. I didn't even know she had eyeballs in her head. But ladies and gentlemen, as we pray, as the church prays, God began to perform a miracle. Did she see immediately? She just began to see a little bit. But the pastor writes, he said, Sister Adams is seeing more and more every day until she had complete vision. Hear me today. God is a healer. Does he heal cancer? Oh, my God, does he heal cancer? Yes, he does. Say, I prayed, but it didn't happen. Keep on praying. Well, what if you lay hands on me and I'm not healed? Keep on praying. If you pray for them and they don't heal, I just say next, next, because I'm not the healer. I'm not the healer. Brother Jerry Dean sent me pictures a few days back. He said, here's the twins, and there's twins that were born of a couple that couldn't have children. You know what the Bible says in 113 in the verse 9 of Psalms? He causes the barren woman to keep house and be the joyful mother of children. That's what God does. I've seen 27 babies born of couples that could not have children. Come on, don't tell me that God cannot heal. He can open the womb. He can heal your body. He can set you free. <laughs> One man said, don't touch my wife. Don't touch my wife. I said, this thing going to happen to her anyway. I'm not the healer. I'm just a messenger. But I'll tell you what I can do. I can do what the Bible said. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. What's going to keep you from recovering? When God said you're going to recover, you're going to be set free. You're going to be delivered. Come on, clap your hands. Clap your hands. My God, I feel healing in the house. I feel Holy Ghost in the house.